just doing audio? Yes. Okay. So we can turn our video. I mean, I mean, we can keep it's our videos nice on to see like you. look at each other. It's nice yeah, to see it's good to see you too. Yeah, it's good to see you. Okay. How are you, Brad? How are you? What are you doing? What's your life right now? Uh, you know, is I'm, it hot in Arizona? It is hot. That's why when I first started, I didn't have a shirt on, and I usually just come home and take off all my clothes. Like everything just feels so heavy and oppressive. Yeah. <laughs> in this place, heat, heat, really is a heavy thing, and but I've gotten used to it. My friend from LA came out recently, and they were like. This heat is is disgusting. This is foul. And I was like, this is nothing. This is ninety nine. This is ninety nine. <laughs> like, have you ever? This is ninety nine. Yeah. What a terrible sentence. <laughs> I wish I. I hope I never have to say that to anyone. I'm like, oh, you don't. Wait till we get to one oh five. Yeah, yeeps. I mean, it was one seven. I mean, that happens in Omaha, I guess. Yeah, you know, but like, but, but listen, still, it's different. Omaha is worse. Omaha is actually worse. Really? You would yes. say it's worse? Because I had a woman in the store today. I work at a store for you listeners. Now you know. I work at a boutique. <laughs> a small boutique. We sell candles and incense and other gay things. Um, it's super classy. It is It is classy. Um, yeah. But they... Um, this lady comes in and I've been just like so prone to just like talking about the heat with people because people are really frustrated about it all the time. So... It's something we have to talk about. And um, this lady comes in and she's like, she's like, what did she say? She said, I said, you survive in the heat? And she goes, this isn't hot. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. And I'm like, wow, you must be a true Arizonan. And she goes, no, I'm from Nebraska. Oh. Yeah. So I was like, wow, okay, yeah, you're right. It's, it's tough down there. It's, the humidity is really unbeatable in Nebraska, I guess. Did you tell her that you were from Nebraska? I did, and then she told me, she's like, where are you from? And I'm like, Omaha, and she's like, well, we're from Grand Island. And, like, Ooh, and then you were like, thanks, have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> Goodbye, Islanders. They were fine. They were, they were very nice. They were very nice people. But, um, you know, they were my folk. <laughs> <laughs> your, your peep. My peeps, yeah. But it's just hot here. How are you? How's... Omaha, how is Nebraska? You know, it's fine. It's cooling down. Um, so that's good. God, what a good start I, to I'm our podcast that we're talking about weather. People are <laughs> Listen, it's, it's how all of the best relationships form in the movies. It's true. It's true. So, this is how we should are you? Ourselves. Are you? Do you hate small talk or are you like, do you find small talk a practical and necessary tool you know okay so <laughs> i got a minor in philosophy so i don't know if i believe in small talk Ooh. Ooh okay i'm cool with that yeah because Explain. i can really have fun talking about almost anything <laughs> of like i'll have That's a good I... time yeah 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 but like if you're boring then the issue is not the conversation it's that you're not very exciting right <laughs> It's like you don't know how to, like, leap from topic to topic. You can't, like, yeah, people who don't know how to talk. I really don't think small talk is the issue. I think it's poor communication on certain people. And, you know, I was talking to my friend today about the idea of poor communication. The idea. Um, 
Yeah, because I feel like communication in and of itself is not hard. In fact, you have to use basic communication every day just to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, just to get dressed. Right. Like, so <laughs> when you're like, I think that we're just, you know, everyone's bad at communication. I'm like, no, well, you're... People are getting, like, used to communicating again after this quarantine. And, like, that excuse is getting, like, older and older. It's passing. It's prime. Like, people can't, like, rely on that for very much longer because we've all been out and about now. But I do notice at the store, like, people don't. They're like, I had a man yesterday yell at someone in the dressing room because they were taking too long. And I was like, sir. He's like, oh no, I flashed. I'm sorry, I thought I was in my living room. Yeah, really. I think he did. I think he did. He, he was like, just because the girl was taking a long time. We only have one dressing room, and he, I looked at him with the kind of look of like, I'm sorry, this is taking a little while. That, that kind of sucks for you. But he had repeatedly said, no rush. I'm in no rush. <laughs> but something boiled over, and I looked at him. I gave him the look of like, you know, I'm sorry, this is happening. And he goes, he just goes, don't worry, I'll take care of it. And then yells, there's only one dressing room, you know? Oh. Yeah. I, lo- I love that he like checked in with you first, though. He's like, right. ah, I got it. Don't even right. worry about it. Right. Like, no, don't. This is, yeah. <laughs> I've got the perfect plan. <laughs> and he did. I feel like what? I'm one of, I feel like I'm one of those weird people that it like somehow got better at communicating through the in the pandemic in the quarantine because the pandemic's still happening right um the lockdown the lockdown um and i don't know you just did a bunch of podcasts i mean you interviewed a bunch of people i did i did talk to a bunch of people (laughs) but i also just like stopped caring as much about (laughs) what people thought about what i was saying that's um and i think a big part of that was because i was like I'm, we're all trapped anyway. I know, yeah. <laughs> and then so many things like just started happening around that moment, of course, in the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, listen, people, I don't even have the energy mm-hmm. to care mm-hmm. about what I think you think, I might think <laughs> you think about what I said. <laughs> and so I would just say it. <laughs> It is that is like kind of where you have to go. Like you, you, that is where people went. People were kind. It's just who, I don't care. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna get in a fight with my uncle about um, the proper way to protest on Facebook in front of everyone. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That is what I'm gonna do tonight while I'm stuck inside. (laughs) I mean, because there were so many. I mean, there were a lot of keyboard warriors Uh in the lockdown. It was intense. We were and all what's really, for a little bit. All of us were. All, all of us we were. Could do. We absolutely were. We, it's all now, we what's interesting is that as we re-enter the world um, and people are engaging with people again, there's a vast difference in who's like moved from being a keyboard warrior to like actually still fucking shit up. Right. Um, and to like silence. Right. And like being back in the space where <laughs> silence is deafening. It's it's crazy. It's crazy how like how quickly it all Just all turned back around. It evaporated. Right? Fascinating. It, it is fascinating. And it's like 
But you also then see the opposite, the other side of that spectrum where people who are still doing it all the time, it's like they almost picked up the slack for those who didn't. And they're yes. posting all the time, posting about things that you're like, is is that an issue? Is that <laughs> is that the real issue? You're like, I don't know. Are like, we right. where we are today? Someone asked me what I thought about the um, like drama that is apparently coming out about what happened on set during iCarly. And I was like, I want health care. Like, that's what I... <laughs> like, I not, what, what is me? Me? You want me to add to that conversation? I can't add anything to that conversation. And I'm sure whatever happened, I don't know what happened. I didn't look into it. Because it's iCarly and, you know... I just love that iCarly's back. It is back. Uh. Ah, what a funny time. But have you seen these clips of this new iCarly show? Um, I actually watched an episode of the new iCarly show. Was it show. good? Was it good? I mean, what's really interesting about it is that it seems like it's written for us. Oh. Like, lots of sex jokes. Oh. Um, us like, meaning, like, the millennials who grew up The millennials it. who grew up with it, like, yeah. ages, like, I don't know, how old are we now? Like, 24 to right. 30? 24 to 30. We were all, like... 12 to 16 when that happened like yeah. that's insane <laughs> so it's like there are a lot of weird uh yeah weird sex jokes um yeah like some threesome like, jokes i saw like a joke there were some threesome, threesome jokes joke. i mean there's a lesbian character now cool um is the show maybe worse? she might be bisexual okay good for her i don't know i mean yeah either way she's making you listen let's i hope it's bisexual because i feel like there's not enough representation of those there is not there. enough bisexual there representation is, you are correct not. plenty of lesbians and gays but like not enough bisexual but and we include everyone we, here yes we do at straight what is it um straight talk with gay men we include all <laughs> all are welcome and <laughs> I was just seeing a lot of it on TikTok, a lot of clips from it on TikTok of people being like, iCarly's really not holding back. Like, they're kind of going full throttle with this. It's kind of, yeah. remember when Boy Meets World did the Boy Meets World in college? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that I remember the boy, whatever his name was, of Boy Corey. Meets World, Corey, and Topanga. Like, uh-huh. there was a scene where they were underneath the covers of their college apartment having sex. And she was like, I love your love handles. And me, like, like maybe like 11, watching that and being like, what is going on? <laughs> I you know, I'm going to, I got to say it. I'm not a fan of Corey and Topanga. You know what? I spent most of my childhood um, fantasizing about Corey and Sean. Corey and Sean. I thought that Corey and Sean should have been a thing. I need to look up who Corey... At least, at least like, they experimented with each other, you know? They had to. Like, they, they had to. They're not... Okay, we're not talking about the brother, right? No, Sean that's Eric. Not, okay, 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 okay. Sean, was, is, Sean is the best friend. Eric is his brother. And then... And then Sean had an older brother that Eric lived with when they moved out and went to college, and I can't remember his name, but then I was like, well, now we have Eric and... Sean's right. brother too and this is a lot to handle it is a lot to handle I mean that show what a strange show because it was kind of like Saved by the Bell but in the 90s like it was right. just this strange look at us like we're 
prepared all these like topical things of the day and we're talking about the movie as well. But I mean, but can we discuss Mr. Feeney real quick? Yeah, 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 of course. Um, like how in the world do we all feel so safe with this man that stalked these children through college? Right. He stalked right. them. He did. I mean, that's creepy, right? Like, to just keep showing up at the schools that you're in, like, from yeah, middle school? Yeah, yeah, he was, it was middle school. It wasn't college. It's, that show ran for a long time. They we, so we watched them grow from middle school through college. We got to the end. And then they brought it back, Girl Meets World. Oh, that didn't last. And that it was, was it was not good. No. It wasn't good. But then Corey and Topanga had kids, so we even saw them as adults, and apparently their lives were... The girl I mean, the meets... writing on Disney is just not... No. It's it, not what it used to it's be. It's not. What, nothing is what it used to be. And I know we no. sound old, but it's true. Like, things have deteriorated to a point that... It's oh, my God. Really Are you really... sick of the remake? I don't oh need anything... Oh, my God. Did you no. see they're going to remake The Bodyguard? <laughs> Why? why 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 we're living why in, would you touch it why we're touch living it in times where it where where there's so much interesting stuff happening that you could make so much original material and people want to just keep these remakes and it's because these corporate entities don't want anything interesting or original because it could rock the boat i mean but you know what's gonna rock my boat a bad bodyguard like yeah. i don't need like <laughs> I, and are we going to use new music? Are we not singing right. classic songs? Ooh. If you are singing the songs, who's doing it? Right. Because the names that are floating around, like, love these women, but Cardi B? No. no. Lizzo? Absolutely no. not. And these are all, like, weird rumor things that aren't what actually if, confirmed hey, listen, or real, but... What if it was Brandy? <clears throat> um, <laughs> okay, listen... Because you know she I could mean, do maybe. it. I mean, maybe. She could do I kn- it. I know that she could, but, like, I don't want her to. I don't want yeah. anyone to. Like, yeah. that film has such a stamp. You know, I've been recently talking a lot about Whitney Houston. I'm not sure why. I mean, you know, she's my queen. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all I ever do. I did realize that once I got to college and everyone texted me, sorry for your loss, with no context, the day that she died, from college and home. So I was like, wow, in the... One semester I've been here, you've all learned that I love Whitney Houston. So apparently that is all I do. But it's that and Brandy. You're like you're either yeah, talking about Whitney or you're either talking about Brandy. Yeah, they're yeah. amazing. They are. Um, so I would, you know, I just don't want anyone to do it. That film is Whitney's, and I just think they just need to let it. Yeah, I can't let well, it be. It is. It's almost disrespectful to these people who these it like made a mark on them like yes. that this is their stamp like you said it's it's their calling card this is no one needs to who's gonna put it out hulu <laughs> hulu presents the bodyguard no, i'm sure it's gonna be a huge cinematic event like it's gonna be a blockbuster Are um, you, did this west side story come out yet has that happened i don't i don't think it's come out yet Oh, I'm still waiting for it. Do we? Why? But I mean, th- at the same time that there's a revival on Broadway, I'm like, do we need so really? much really? West Side Story right now? Like, Let's talk about theater. You're about to go do some theater. I am about you to go are. do some theater. Can you talk I'm, about that? I can. Okay, I'm okay. going to <laughs> Kansas City um, to do the SpongeBob musical, the world premiere. Of the Theater for Young Audiences production of the SpongeBob musical at the Coterie Theater. It's so funny because this has been in the works for you for a long time. 
Yeah, so I I had a callback for the original production uh, that debuted in Chicago and went to the Broadway. Clearly, I didn't book it because here I am making another (laughs) podcast. With your friend who lives in Phoenix. (laughs) Some guy. Moving on up. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, but yeah, but it's cool that, you know, that this came around in this way. And to be clear, it wasn't like connected to that audition or anything. I just happened to have a connection and I reached out and he was like, we're doing the SpongeBob musical. And I was like, oh, well, I was Patrick. And he was like, I'd love to see if you would audition for us. And I was like, sure. And so here we are. Yes. And I'm super excited about it. So that's happening. It's for the kids. This podcast is not, to be clear. (laughs) This podcast podcast is not for the kids. But this show is. And then the SpongeBob musical is going to have a production that's going to be performing for kids everywhere and that's so exciting for me like oh. to like be a part of the the first one you yes. know it's cool i had some um theater people come into the store the other day and they were on a broadway tour for the um jimmy buffett musical oh wow margaritaville yeah, yeah. welcome to margaritaville i think oh is yes called. and they were all super fun and nice and chipper you know as musical theater people are it was like i hadn't been around theater people for so long but i was like wow this is like chewing on like seven star bursts at the same time very particular breed right like especially the musical theater people which like we both were and are sometimes sometimes if if the check is if the check clears Mm -hmm. if the check clears i'll be a musical theater person yeah like, but you know, it's it's an interesting. I don't know. It is. It takes it takes an amping up to get into. It like. takes an amping up. It's like stand up comedians are like the exact opposite because it takes like a a very uh, a spiral down to become a stand up comedian <laughs> or to hang out with those people and to hang out with musical theater people. You have to like yeah, yeah. Like so, to be a stand up, you're like admitting all the things that no one in the musical theater room is admitting. Yes, yes. <laughs> just, just sitting in it. Yes, I can't imagine like what it would be like to get a bunch of stand up comedians, especially the ones I'm meeting in Phoenix, Arizona, in a room <laughs> with the cast of Margaritaville. It would be like like two like there a black hole would open up, like something they all <laughs> sink, and it would be a a sight to see. That's for sure. I mean, how is the Phoenix stand-up scene? You're out there now. You're I'm doing the there. open mics. Doing, You're, I, that's so exciting. It is exciting. It's fun. But the thing is, um, these are dark rooms. These are dark, dark <laughs> dive bars. I am like... <laughs> and that's fine. Like, I love that. Like, you know, like, but... And the people I'm meeting are actually really cool. There's a lot of people who have, like... Uh, made their way from LA because it was too expensive to live there during the pandemic and they're like I'm sticking with Arizona I'm gonna make it a scene and I'm like okay let's see maybe so maybe so everyone came out with a challenge like everyone came back into the world with a challenge and I've met some really cool people and they're really great but like it is not I don't know but but I kind of am out of the opinion that no place is really a great scene right now like, even right, LA, even yeah. New York, the things I hear, everyone seems very unhappy no matter where they mm-hmm. are. Because the country yeah. is broken. Like we're It's broken. all broken. Yeah. And we've all, we've well, all come and, to that conclusion. Sorry. And workers are, like, getting to the point of all, all workers. I mean, there's this strike. Did you see the I- IATSE strike? No. The whole, the whole like, like the, the IATSE is the... the 
not the league, the union for like backstage workers. So for crew yeah. members and yeah. all those things. That's um, that's for our, our viewers. It is at the home coolest name, the coolest name of all the unions <laughs> is Iatsi. Iatsi. Yeah. Like sad. They've got it going on. Yeah, sad. I mean, but also truly, yes, like Iatsi is standing by this strike that the 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 workers are having, which, you know, I haven't seen SAG or Equity. Of or, course, or, because SAG is full oh. of a bunch of vain actors and art- artists. <laughs> yes. Like, of course... And the people that want your money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course the people who are like, do all the work for theater, who really actually do everything. Right. And TV and film. And TV. And, yeah. and that's what they're saying. They're like, we want our weekends. Um, we want to not work endless hours because that's what the director wants. Right. Um, we would like breaks. Um, <laughs> you'd like, you know, those things. They would also like health insurance. We would like that's to be like paid. We would like yeah, to be paid. for our time mm-hmm. and for the labor we're putting in. So mm-hmm. shout out to Yahtzee and that strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strike it up. Strike Hardcore. it up. Hardcore. I do, should we even touch the, um, have you heard about this Tootsie national tour? Should I we mean, even... Is I've heard even... that it exists. Let me okay tell you a funny story about Tootsie. Okay. <laughs> so I was in Chicago when Tootsie did its pre-Broadway run. Um, and I had a friend that was <laughs> working on the show. It's like a production assistant or something. And so we went to the show. We're like in the third row. <laughs> and this huge number ends. That's like awful. I'll be candid. I do not. I did not like the show. No, I thought of that it was not. pandery. I thought it was. No. Um, it's upsetting to everyone yeah. for so many reasons. Yeah. Um, but this, like, it, it's making it. If you make a musical about a musical that is supposed to be bad in the musical, then you are making a bad musical. <laughs> um, yeah. And also, that's not the plot of Tootsie. <laughs> so, so, like. It's what not, are we doing? They changed the whole thing. It's all different. Like, and have you why does, seen it, the why does it have to be about a musical? Have why does it have to right. be about a musical? Can't it be about the TV show? Can't you just do it? Right, because like Tootsie's a classic. It's T- a classic. It is a classic. But this huge number finishes, <laughs> and everyone around me is applauding like insane, and I'm sitting back with my arms crossed. It's like looking at the stage. Good. And my friend like looks at me and then like starts to like clap louder. <laughs> I refuse. I know. You should, as you should, and so, I. Yeah, that's my Tootsie story. I think, yeah, Tootsie. It's it should not have been made. Most musicals should not be made. Like that's yes. that's the bottom line. Especially like School of Rock, the musical shouldn't have been made. Maybe it's good. Yeah. I don't know. But we need to we need to let go. It's the same thing with the. Um, I think it it has everything to do with boomers. Like boomers are in still in control. And they cannot mm-hmm. let anything move forward. They won't because they know it has nothing to do with them anymore. And that's why we keep getting these remakes. They just can't like they want while you were sleeping the musical. They want you know they want just wretched things. I mean, didn't they make Sleepless in Seattle into a musical? I think so. I think there is. I can't even keep up at this point. Like no. that's. I mean, there's Pretty Woman. Um, they're just and here's the thing. This is not to say that I am bashing on all the movie musicals because no, yeah, I poo pooed hard on Legally Blonde for a long time, mm-hmm. and then I watched Legally Blonde, the musical, mm-hmm. and I was floored. It is very, it's a fun time. 
It's actually. I will say that's the last time that I think it was done. But like I think that they well. really respected the source material. Is the thing. Yes. They respected yes. the source material. You know what else is good? And I took some <laughs> flack for this. I just talked about this because my life is nothing if not a circle. Uh-huh. I just had a conversation about Rocky the musical. <laughs> and let me tell you, I didn't even know that existed. Oh yes, oh that was one God. of the first shows I ever saw on Broadway. That set is stellar, first and foremost. Okay. Um, the music is not as ridiculous as you, you would think in context. Is it very like Andrew Lloyd Webber '80s style musical theater, or what is it? Like what no. Is it? Okay, so it's written by Stephen Flaherty and Lynn Aaron. Shout out, they're two of my favorite Stephen composers. Flaherty. What is They've written done? Once on This Island. Yes. They've written Susical. Yes. Um, Anastasia. Okay. Um, and so it's very musical theater. It's very super like musical theater storytelling. Um, the songs they know actually how to do it. Like very they do. Good. The songs really move the story forward and tell a good story. The acting was not bad. The set, like I said, it moved like it, nobody's business. Anyway, before I just make this a podcast about Rocky the Musical, I, I just wanted to say that I'm not poo pooing on no. all movie musicals, but no. the ones that have been coming out in the last like. Oh, but like that's seven the, years are not rough. great. That's the thing. It's like make like when you say School of Rock the musical, I'm like, duh. Like, yeah, it sounds like it should be a musical. But if it's Rocky, like, what? Do Deliverance the musical? Do you know Deliverance, <laughs> the film Deliverance? Like, do that, and it will be horrifying. Well, I mean. We once lived in a country where they did Equus. Like, Equus was yeah. a show. And people right. were like, all right, I guess we're going to the theater. Like, we're going to go see this play. Like, Edward Albee the Goat. Like, that, like, happened. Like, these, <laughs> these horrifying... And for better or for worse, we've moved on. But it does seem that theater, everything does seem a little sanitized. A little, scr- like, you know. Finding yeah, Neverland. Finding <laughs> Neverland the musical. What a show. I heard nothing but awful things about that show. And it ran for so it long. And my father it saw running. it. My father saw it with his dad, my grandfather. And he, they loved it. I mean, they loved it. Well, because what they did, I mean, it was technical, like, porn. Like, yeah. there was, like, all these amazing effects. Right. Um, that I think everyone easily falls in love with when they say, like, oh, my goodness. Did you see the paper tornado? <laughs> Paper. It, it, it was just amazing. It's great to be distracted, you know? It's great to be distracted by spectacles and, and things like that. And, and it's good to turn the brain off and just say, yeah, I'm being distracted right now by a paper you know, tornado. A week ago, we were all supposed to be distracted by the Met Gala, but here's what I'll say. You I was disappointed. Good. That was a good transition. Wasn't that good? Yeah, it was really right? good. That was we nice. finally I felt good about that. gotten onto our, a topic that we discussed <laughs> talking about. Well, because, you know, I mean, I feel like that's a big part of why the Met Gala existed. I actually didn't know this. I learned this year that the tables at the Met Gala are mostly purchased by designers. To... And then they get the people to wear the clothes. Yes, um, so that, you know, was news to me. Right. I was like, oh, that's exciting. That totally makes more sense now. Now I get it. Right. I still don't get it, but I get it. I mean, I think um, you have to be involved in the fashion world, and we're just not, that's 100% not yeah. our field. 
Like, you, would you want to go? Would you want to go to the Met Gala if a designer would like invited you? Before this one, I probably would have. But <laughs> post this one, I think it kind of has such a. It's kind of got a bad rap now. Right? It's interesting. It's gotten this bad tinge. Like, it's not. It's not the place to be. Because it is utter decadence. It does have that Hunger Games mentality. Like, we are in the capital. This is bad. Like, dystopian. Bad. No. Would you? Um... Probably absolutely. <laughs> I can't. I can't even lie. Um, I, know, I think it'd be dope as fuck. I think um, you but, should. But I. But I understand, like the reticence. Yeah, I, I totally understand why it's especially coming out of the year that we are, um, and into the year that we still are, and into the future ones because nothing's gonna get better anytime no, soon. Let's be real. No, it's not. Um, no. I, I did have a feeling that was like. Oh, they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I had this feeling that was like, okay. Um, and then I felt really strange when I saw Whoopi Goldberg there. Yeah, um, that like was I was odd. Yeah, she's so casually wealthy. Yes, she is. Um, so I don't know if uh, any of our viewers or listeners know this because they just met me, but I um, love the View. I watch yeah, it. Yeah, you do consistently i actually haven't watched today's episode so when we're done here that's <laughs> what i gotta go do um but you really love Whoopi. i do love Whoopi, but she's so she, here's why she causes problems for me on the show okay. because she's so rich and has been so rich for yeah. so long and has been in rooms with very wealthy white men right. that have really helped her career um and so she is able to overlook a lot of things mm-hmm. um nothing egregious that like is against the the total humanity or decency of a person mm-hmm. um but she but the way that she talks about things she just sounds moneyed yeah um and then she came back and she was talking about her she was like i i you know because she's really afraid of flying so she always takes pills to get knocked out on the plane on the private um, jet she, yeah, but she says, I took a plane all by myself, and everybody's like, yes, good for you, Whoopi. And I'm like, this woman is talking about having an entire plane to herself to fly to, like, Greece or something. And then they had a picture of her room, and it was this, like, giant bay window off the ocean. And, and then she's having lunch with these men on some random island in the middle of the water. And it's like, you're so casually wealthy. Yeah. Like, you're just talking about these things, like... And then also having conversations about, like, people need their health care. Right. It's like, whoopee. Whoopee. It's whoopee. hard because I feel like that generation came came up thinking, like, that's the goal. Is to, like, like I will work so hard and the American dream has worked out for me and this is great. Like, see, any, this can happen to anyone. But it, it cannot. It cannot. And I think what you said is, like, you get to those places by... Um, kissing the asses of many wealthy white men and we just that that uh our generation is getting less and less like we don't really want to kiss the ass of anyone no what why i mean that's i I actually i don't i can't agree with that i think that our generation yeah you're right you're right you're right it's totally open with kissing the ass of a lot of people it's true um groceries eat the groceries eat the groceries but not to get like ahead in life. I but yes, I I see what you mean. Like metaphorically, no. But yeah. now we are actually 
there's a it's a common conversation actually. What? <laughs> how, much, how much people eat ass? <laughs> <laughs> There are whole songs about it. Did, did you, you remember? This is true. Like, it's, it's oh, yeah, you're not on the social media. So you did not see it. So Trick Daddy okay. <laughs> said that he, he admitted that he lets people Do eat him out. Me. Women eat him out. And they're like, but you ain't, you don't like have your legs up. And he was like, it depends. <laughs> I'm good. good. Right? And I was like, thank you. Good. Like, let's normalize. Yes. Like. We're so nervous to talk about oh, anything sexual in this nation. It's very fascinating. It's we we are becoming a little sexless. Like we are becoming a little like, yeah. It's a strange thing. But I mean, good for him. Good. For, who is he? He's a rapper. <laughs> rapper. Okay. Yeah. Old school rapper. Like nineties. What is yeah. his name again? Oh, old school rapper. Nineties. Did you hear me? Yeah, but what I don't is his like name? anything I just said. Trick old daddy. Old school rapper. Nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Um, I'm sure he was around before then, too, but, you know. Right, right, right. But, yes, we don't kiss ass to get ahead in life. Yeah. Metaphorically. <laughs> Metaphorically. We don't want to do that. Some do. Some do, and they, they get shows on Hulu that are not good. Oh. <laughs> did that sound personal? Is no, that it did. It, it okay. This is just a, a blatant. I mean, some shows on. I don't know why I keep re- referencing Hulu I know, tonight. Like so like, I was like, someone in your life has written a series for Hulu, and you are angry no, about it. Do you want to air it out here I on wish, the show? I wish I knew someone that connected to a streaming service show that, even if I hated them, I wish I was like, you know, that'd be great. I'd maybe. Can I come on the show? Right. I hate it. That's a terrible show, but I'd love to have a spot. I'd love to be on it. I'd love to yeah. be on it. Yeah, there's me Absolutely. kissing ass. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Let's get back to the Met Gala. So, you were underwhelmed. I was very underwhelmed. I felt like... I don't know. If y'all are going to do it, you've essentially not done, it. done this for two years. Mm-hmm. Um... I need more. Right. Right. I mean, there are, there are a few people that really pulled it out. Gabrielle Union, I thought, yeah. looked amazing. Yeah. Um, I thought, uh, I mean, she's the only one that ever really comes to mind when I think about the looks. Like, Listen. I mean, unless, uh, when it's bad, I mean, Meg the Stallion looked like she was going to prom yeah. in like 2007. And she needed bigger shoes. Bigger shoes, bigger hair, bigger dress, like, more. I just needed more. She didn't look comfortable. Um, A lot of people looked uncomfortable. Yeah. I understood what Sierra was doing, but I was like... It was was like a... It was like a football jersey type shiny thing. Yeah, Gabrielle Union looked good. Oh, yeah, Gabrielle Union pulled it out. Like, she she went to the Met Gala. I feel like everyone else was... There are so many looks I just haven't seen yet, because I was so... Like kind of just turned off. I was like, "Let's." She well, looks... but typically, you would you would see them anyway. Like they're so right. good that they're put in your face, and even if you don't know it's from the Met Gala, you assume that it's from the Met Gala. Right. And I feel like this year everyone was just like at an event. This is not an event. If you're gonna do this, put like put something on. Right. Um. Now the the look that got a lot of attention, of course, um, was Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Of course. Yeah. who had a, a white dress that on the back and said, eat the rich. Yeah. And I instantly thought it was weird because I was like, you're at the Met Gala. Right. 
course. And that's when I learned how the tickets worked. I was like, she bought a ticket to the Met Gala, but she didn't. Right. Like, the designer bought the ticket. And, like, she went there to make a statement, I guess, but, like, I... What do you think that says, Brad? <laughs> Thanks for putting that on me. I really... Yeah, I forgot. I've had... I had, like, a whole week of, like, processing her. She's the reason that... The coverage of her is why I was like, I need to take a break from social media. Because I was, like, up, like, I wanted all the takes, I wanted all... Because it was, like, such a, like, uh, meeting point of everything in our culture right now. Like, you you know, there's there's the mm-hmm. decadence of art, and then there's the, like, politics, and there's the polarization, and there... I mean, there's the hypocrisy. It, it On its face, it's hypocritical. Like, it just doesn't look good. It's not... A, one, it's not a good dress, let's be honest. It's not the best dress. No. It was very simple, very basic. And of course, the, if that was on a cape, I might have, I might be like more right. It was to just it. like what you say, like if you're gonna do it, let's do it. Like let's not beat around the bush here. Let's do something interesting. And I mean, she's a politician, so she doesn't need to look good. That's not her thing. But you're also you're at the Met Gala, so right. If if you're not gonna show up in a good gown, maybe just don't go. Did you show up at all? Did you show up at all? But yeah. she definitely showed up because, and I, 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 didn't like her then trying to justify it by posting about like, Google searches for tax the rich went up because of me at the Met Gala, and I'm like because people wanted to see that dress, right? And I don't understand that people are asking this, like we're saying this thing of like, no, it's good because she did it in front of the rich people, as if rich people have never like contemplated. The thought of being taxed, like that's all. Well, they think and especially about. especially those rich people. Yeah, yeah. Because those, like, all those rich people are the they're the ones that are quote unquote on our side. Right. They're gonna eat that shit up. Like, I mean, I wanted like part of me was like, the dress should say like, I'm coming for you, Jeff. Like, <laughs> I'm coming. Like something. I mean, I know that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. And she can't do that because then people would be like. I mean that'd be I mean that's how you do it. That's, if you're gonna do it, do right. it. And that's that's why the Met Gala is the realm of the artist. Don't bring politicians into like they they just yeah. don't need to be there. They just don't yeah. need to be there. Because they can't make those statements without getting like you know, it get messy. And but maybe right. it's gonna get Well, messy. I mean the statement queen was there though. Lil Nas X yes. showed up. Yes. In a three a three piece, three piece a three layer situation. It was a three act play. Yeah. yeah, there was like the big poofy mm-hmm. thing, which which signified hiding your true self. Totally, beautiful. And then he took that off, and it was the gold armor, which signified like, you know, living, walking in your truth, but being like shielded by that armor, and, totally. You know, totally. being protected. And then the full exposure of living freely was like the the cute little jumpsuit that he had on. Yeah. That man is beautiful. Yeah, he is. Can he's, I just say he's so beautiful? And he knows it. Yeah, he's, he's very proud of it. He is. Um, he's like the perfect internet troll. He's everywhere right now. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his album just came out. Congratulations, right. Montero. Congratulations, Montero. Do you um, love it? I listen, you I've, listened, I've listened to a lot of it. I haven't finished it completely. Same. But, Same. I mean, it's... What I love about it is that it's like... He feels like such a kid of the 90s. Yeah. And, and what I say about that is, like, he's nailing the marketing game. Mm-hmm. He's the perfect internet troll. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the like right amount of apathy, but I actually care, and I'm super sappy. Right. Um, He's a romantic, super, for sure. Super romantic. Yeah. Um, super sex positive, mm-hmm. but safe sex. 
had yeah. used a condom in his music video. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I mean, he's he's just, like, nailing it. He's, like, perfect at all of this. Yeah. And in the meanwhile, he's, like, raising money for gay people. He's raising money for the people in, to get bailed out. Like, right. he's going he's and performing right. for kids. He's doing it right. I mean, do you think there's a world where he runs for office? No, not everyone needs to run for office. And no. I, yeah, I hope he does not do that. I hope that never happens. I hope he doesn't. That would suck. Just because I don't want AOC at the Met Gala, and I don't want um, him running for office. But right. that's the problem of our country. The two are not like they're they're like it's like they're dating. You know, our culture and politics are dating. Yeah, like I mean, but like he. It's really interesting because he really is starting a lot of conversations right now yeah. in many different corners because he is huge and he is like, I read this article that was like Lil Nas is doing all the things that you were not supposed to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Like you are not supposed to be this like very openly gay rapper. and also black rapper pop star thing. Right. Like, right. like, cause what is he? He's kind of like everything. Right. Um, but do you remember... Um, at the, I, th- I believe it was the American Music Awards. I don't know. Don't quote me. It might be wrong. Okay. But Adam Lambert yes. did a performance in which he kissed a man. Yes. And there was uproar. Yes. Like it was insanity. And Lil Nas X did it. Like, Just and a I mean, weeks I ago. guess, I guess there was some uproar. Like, but right. not really. And a lot of that uproar is coming from rappers in the black community, um, or in the hip hop community. I mean, they're not just for the black community, but right. that's who's talking about them right. because no one else is talking about you, Boosie. Shut up. Right. Um, but he's just like, I'm like, sir, if you want a blowjob from Lil Nas X that bad, like, right. just, just just ask. I'm sure he might, you know, he might at least think about he it. I mean, he seems it. he seems happy with that boyfriend of his. Or I'm pretty sure you to someone else. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that dancer that he kissed is his, is boyfriend, his boyfriend, and that's the same guy that was in the music video. And I'm pretty sure that's the same guy. That's cute. He's starting all these conversations, and that, if that is, that's the idea of what politics is supposed to do, right? right? It's supposed to be starting these conversations so that we can solve something. Right. Um, But I have not felt, like, as energized by any politician as I do by Lil Nas X. I know. Um, And he's in every conversation. Right. Like, like he's going to hospitals. Mm. He is making bail bail funds he's clearly starting conversations in houses about the lgbt community because all these people are upset because their kids love lil nas x Mm -hmm. like they they love his music they love his sound like and really if you don't watch the music videos like the songs are fine like you don't like you don't really know what's going on right unless you're really listening to them because when you listen to them you're like whoa he's talking about some like DL culture and like some yeah like, it's yeah it's it's layered it's, it's great it's, it's so layered. my it's favorite really part of the album so far and this is uh, very superficial but it's hilarious to me that there's a track on there I think it's one of me one of me that yeah. features Elton John and I'm listening to this song like <laughs> so excited for this like what is Elton John gonna bring like He's gonna come in with that like old Elton John voice that is like the like, and I figured he'd be like singing something like about like, I am gay and you are gay and we're both you're one of me and I'm one of you and like something like that. Your Elton John is really good. Is it's it really good? Thanks. Yeah, I've worked on it. <laughs> but, 
but it's just a 10 second piano solo piano that is at like the end. a little messy it's a little it's literally messy. at the end of the song it's like it's like fading out and then you hear piano playing and what's what's really interesting about it is that you've been waiting for Elton John the whole time that yeah. you know that that's Elton John playing the yeah. piano. You're like, that's all like, it could like, be. There's only you're like, five that's seconds Elton. left. Is that all it's going to be? Uh, no. Okay. Part but of me what thinks, a way to sell an album. Really. Part of me is like, one, These there's some theories. We were talking about this in our household. Either he sent them more and Lil Nas was like, this is not good. I can't put this in the song. This He's singing about his days as a young gay. Like, this just doesn't fit. Something's not right. This is not for this time. It doesn't fit. I don't know. Why did we ask him to do this? I know he's gay, but, like, why did... He defended Eminem. Like, why are we asking him? So let's just do that little piano thing he put in there. Or Elton John, like, forgot that he was supposed to do this. And, like, did <laughs> sent them like oh here send me the track and i'll do some piano riff on it because what what why else why else would it be there i'm not i'm not sure i mean i mean it's really iconic on your first album to be able to list the artists that he's like like megan the stallion doja cat miley cyrus elton john like the features on this album are nuts it's like we are the world but in an album like it's like all these people are there you know he would be the one to do the we are the world remake today yes it would be good did you see his jolene no he does the jolene yes he did he did a bbc like like concert thing and is he, he did a, Jolene is it kind of acoustic is it kind of an acoustic it's take it or? is kind of acoustic it's I great it's it's fantastic that. jolene everybody check it out Lil Nas X singing jolene um and it's really interesting because he's also such a great storyteller yeah um and i think someday he'll end up doing more acting things it's gonna happen oh of course um because he's like telling the story, like, and it's a different story than the story that Dolly was telling. Because what it's if from he did the perspective bodyguard. of a gay man? What if he did the bodyguard? What if they gender bended the bodyguard and made it gay? What would that be? Is that the take? Is that what we? Want? I don't know, Brad. I might almost buy that. I might almost buy it. I might almost yeah. buy it. I'm like, I'm like two steps away from buying that. Yeah. But if and only if Lil Nas X is the star of course it can't be like produced by him and some you know actor that we kind of don't know it has to be him okay we're gonna put it out yeah, right I now that's a good on idea. this show that the casting for the bodyguard should, be should Lil include Lil Nas X because it's all of the story is all about her falling in love with the bodyguard yeah yeah and that's what I mean can you that's I, all we want to see I, happen that would with be, Lil Nas that would be that would be nice that yeah. would be nice. That would be okay. nice. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> call Hulu. Someone needs to call Hulu. <laughs> Please. I, w- I have to bring this up. And I might get so much hate from our listeners. <laughs> Thousands of listeners. <laughs> but I actually enjoyed Kim Kardashian's look. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. 
I wasn't mad at yeah, it. Yeah, she did because it. Because it was the Met Gala. Right. I, I just feel like no one else around her tried. Right. And how funny like, was it to see her posing next to these people and she is a literal, like, wraith, spirit, like, evil, like, thing. Which... A dementor. She, a dementor, yeah. She... Yeah. She looked like a dementor. And... I mean, I thought it was great. And I don't know... Do you if, think she wore makeup? That's a great question. Um, And did she have hair on? Right. Was it her? Was <laughs> it even her? Oh my god! Like, Could you imagine? She's so... just like, God, can you send someone else? <laughs> I don't really Paris Hilton know. used to do that. I remember, there, apparently there was some episode of, mm-hmm. of The Surreal Life where she was auditioning people to replace her somewhere. Another, Not the surreal life. Uh, yeah, what was her show? I don't know. Can't remember. Uh, the one with her and Nicole Richie. Oh, S- simple life. Simple life. Simple life. Sweet life. But the, Did you call it okay, the now sweet here's, life? Okay, now I said the surreal life, the surreal which life. was the show where we got Flavor Flav back and then got the Flavor of Flav and all that, Flavor of Love and all that stuff. That is a reboot that is happening, and I am very excited about it. About the surreal life. Yes, who's I'm okay with that. Hosting. I don't know who's hosting, and I'm not sure. I don't think they have a cast yet. Like. The baby. <laughs> oh, he can't come. No, the baby got de- kicked he's out. De- kicked out. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> of everywhere. Gone. Everyone said no. Yeah, he's over. And good. another person that got in trouble for talking about getting a blowjob from Lil Nas X. Yeah, like stop it. Like, right. what if you want it that bad? Like, just I make know. it happen. I know. And it's this is the crisis of male straight males today they just don't they're kind of like boomers in the way that they're like everything's getting away from me like things aren't about me things aren't centered on me anymore i can't really i'm confused and scared and i don't understand Mm. so they're lashing out in these ways and it's just like if you just chilled out and maybe just just uh try being gay for a little bit maybe (laughs) i don't think that's the prescriptive prescriptive thing for everyone but <laughs> for some, it definitely is. For some, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, speaking of questionable gays, so RuPaul, oh god, Charles, oh god, is now the most decorated <laughs> Emmy winner, the most decorated Black Emmy winner. Good. RuPaul has the most Emmys of any Black person ever. Damn. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um. RuPaul feels creepy. Yeah. There's something creepy about him. Yeah. Um, and I... I mean, it could be the fracking. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know what I think is really funny about the fracking? That the queens aren't allowed to talk about it. That's like, that's weird. And that's when They're you're contractually like, not allowed to talk about the fact that RuPaul is a fracker. That's when you pack it up. It's time to pack it up. And go find something else to do. I know that that's their only route for, like, stardom, though, but... I feel like for so long there was also this idea that Rue and the Queens like knew each other. No. But they don't. It's like Ellen. Like, and it's, yeah, and it's become more apparent on the show now um, because, you know, I watch every version that comes out. I think UK is coming out this week mm-hmm. um, that we're recording in, so that's mm-hmm. exciting. Um, but, like, there's this, there's still this, like, wow, like, it's just, like, an honor to be in your presence, like, like, bow down quality right. that exists that's so strange it's funniest to watch like like that clip of Bob the Drag Queen and I don't know who else he's talking to Peppermint yeah where they bring up the the, um, fracking. the fracking and then they have to like 
That's my favorite video yeah, it's ever. Great. It's great. <laughs> Bob the Drag, he's, he's probably... I don't know. Does, does he have... Is, does he go by he? He? They? She? Probably all he, of them. He, I believe, but uh, probably all of them, respectfully. Yeah, probably. Um, I love Bob. I love I'm Bob. a big Bianca stan. Yeah. You saw I also Bob. love one I did. I am Bianca. Before Bob was, like, big. I saw Bianca right after her win. And because she had a show every, I believe it was a Tuesday night at um, Industry in New York. And I went and it was, Bianca was in town and Bob, they did the show together where they play YouTube videos and like yeah. comment on them. Yeah. Um, and I saw Bianca the Queen right after her win. And Bob, and I was like, Bob's amazing. If Bob mm-hmm. went on RuPaul's Drag Race, Bob would win RuPaul's Drag Race. And Bob won. And then Bob was on and I was like, everyone, this is Bob's Drag Queen. This is who's winning. Yeah. Yeah. And people doubted Bob the entire season. Yeah, I mean... I did not. Right, you saw Bob from the start. You from knew. the start. You knew. Yeah, it's like... But what is Bob doing now? Bob did a stand-up thing. Bob did a stand-up thing. I mean, but these... I mean, that's the thing. These queens are booked. Like, yeah. Doing so many things that we don't even know about. Right, like... like they're back out around the world performing again. Like right. they do shows that they can't really publicize because, uh, like, I heard about. Oh, did you ever go? Apparently, there was this bar. There's this bar in the UK where they do like naked competitions every week or something. Like, did you? How did you not go there? No, I didn't go. Yeah, and and Is drag queens like drag queens and porn stars host it. Yeah. Wow. Someone literally just told me about it. How'd you wow. miss that? I mean, I was you know very busy. Globe <laughs> Theater doing Shakespeare. <laughs> you know. Similar work. Similar work. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> that sounds great. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot like the like shower situation at, right, the, at the saloon. At the saloon. Which I don't know if that's how... The saloon kind of got canceled a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if we should talk about it. It might be our version of the fracking. But apparently there was a whole... <laughs> I mean, none of us have, uh, neither of us have any sort of, the saloon is a gay bar in Minneapolis for those of you listening. Yes. Um, yes. And it's a good, it, well, I don't know if it's a good gay bar anymore, but it, it's like the most popular gay bar. Yeah. You know what I love? One of my favorite things about Minneapolis is there were a number of times where I would go to a bar and be like, oh, they support gay people here. And then it would be a gay bar. Like <laughs> I would go there on accident because it was my type of bar. It was like a divey. Right. You mentioned dive bars earlier. I just want to share this piece of our relationship with mm-hmm. with, the, with the people. Brad and I lived in Minneapolis. You were there first for school, yep. and I showed up to work and things. Yep. And um, they, uh, we went to a bunch of bars accidentally on, like, what what were the tailgate nights? Like, we would just end up there for, like... Yeah. Beer bus. For, like, so- beer bus. Beer softball bus. beer bus. Yep. Like, yep. like for a whole year... Bus, yep. Like Brad and I exclusively hung out yeah, at we beer bus from random gay up. softball teams. Yeah, gay softball teams would be having their beer bus, and we would just end up being there on the night. It's almost as if we had a sense; we could smell that we like knew, which is great because they're good times. Like that's the there time. was so much fun. They're actually like in adjacent to drag shows. Like they're actually pretty fun. Like you get that rowdy sports energy of gays. Gays with their sports energy is different than. 
it's like very straight. strange it's energy. a different energy because there's not as much competition i don't think i didn't sense right. like uh, an unhealthy amount of competition it's more about no no i'm getting more of fun they just want to they're fun. just having fun mm-hmm. having fun mm-hmm. the things that people get serious about are like when i was at the saloon um, and it was the American Music Awards. Yes. And Cher was getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. I was there with you then, too. And she yeah. was giving her speech, and people were literally screaming at each other. Like, she was giving her speech, and people were like, Stop talking! Cher is... She's speaking! Yeah. Cher yeah. is speaking! Yeah. People oh. were like, okay, all right. It was like, yeah. Like, people took that more seriously than, like, when COVID was making things shut down like, <laughs> I was at a bar the day that Broadway shut down and like no one really cared they're like oh weird um okay did you watch the VMAs did you follow any of them I watched I watched clips and stuff yeah. from the VMAs like does anyone wa- no one watches these things in full I feel like they're boring they're not good anymore no. like hosts used to try like the sets used to be interesting yes. like things used to happen in award well, shows but now but yeah. now it's just about the performances right and you know um, what? You need a host. You need a host. I don't know why we've gotten so anti-host. It was the Kevin Hart thing. Yeah, it was. It was that one Oscar year where Kevin Hart was going to host, and then people were like, we found these rude tweets, <laughs> and, and like these are homophobic. And he was like, yes, and I have absolutely apologized for those, and I, you know, I did that. Right. And, and they were like, well, apologize again. <laughs> and I, you know, I will... I can be upset with Kevin Hart for a lot of reasons. Right. But I am not going to be upset with him because he did not re-apologize right. for you to no, feel no, good no. about some tweets that no. he put out years ago. It's time to, yeah. And like, it's like, well, okay, prove, can you, can, let's see if you do a good job. Are you going to be funny at the Oscars? Like, can you do it? Yeah. Okay, let's see. Well, and literally, and then, and then he dropped out, and then that's when every award show was like, you know, maybe we shouldn't have hosts. Yeah, they got a little too scared. They're, yeah. Because there were other people who were going to host things, and then, yeah, they just were like, nope, mm-mm. That's what, well, I mean, the host is the star. That's what carries it all together. You want to, I mean, we went through, remember we had the Ricky Gervais times where he was just saying, like, crude and, and terrible things. And then yes. we had the the monstrosity of James Franco and Anne Hathaway, which was terrible. Oh, but, that was awful. But also fun and exciting. We, yeah, we didn't they know. tried. They tried. It was it was painful. And he Ellen was, was a really great host. Ellen, she did it a few times. God bless her. She was. <laughs> yeah. God bless her. In her final season. Go yeah. Ellen. Yeah, for real. And then, remember the Seth MacFarlane year? Oh, yeah. That was like peak. And I've watched clips and they're not great. Like, he's not no. a good, like, it, they're pretty gross. Like, they're, it's, it's shock value. So we've gone the entirely the other way. I just don't think we realized we were like going, we were at the other end of the spectrum when we were like Ricky Gervais in it and Seth MacFarlane in it. And now we're like, no, none, no hosts. Like, just come out and read the card. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it was Doja Cat, right? That was technically Doja. The Doja hosted the VMAs this year. Okay. Apparently, she was fine. The clips yeah. I saw were good. What was she wearing? She had this like worm thing mm-hmm. on. That was like, it's some sort of, it's some designer's thing. It's like... Yeah. You know, you know what's really thing. interesting about... Yeah. Like, pop right now? Yeah, tell me. I don't think that we've had artists since, like... Lady Gaga, Rihanna... Yeah. That have had actual staying power. Yeah. And I think that with Lil Nas X and Doja... Mm. 
and maybe Billie Eilish. Uh, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll we have see. a few that might actually... Because my question right now is, like, at, at the award shows, there's always, like, the celebration of the music and, the, like, the people get to sing. They sing, like, tributes. Right. Who are we tributing? <laughs> and who's singing it? Um, like, because I'm like, it's, that's always my question, because I'm like, who are, who are, who is, who are our pop, are there any more pop icons? Like, do they exist? Like, is Lil Nas X our only hope to get a new one? And I, you know, that's a good, like, that's a, he's a good one to have. Billy, Billy, I'm not so sure of. I've always felt very dark energy from her. Like, I just, there's something. But there's this weird dark energy, but also a wholesome thing, because it's her brother. Yeah, that's a good aspect of it it's a good relationship i just want to see like where's she gonna go how's she gonna pivot because she's she's gone from this like i was like this punky you know like underground gutter child who like had green hair and blah blah blah. and now she's doing this marilyn monroe thing and i'm like where are you where's the music gonna go though well what about like lana del rey like she's definitely stayed but she's like also in this dark category now well lana's like married to a cop or something yeah so well, I have to now, write her off. And, you know, Nikki's an anti-vaxxer now. Yeah, that well, that's because her <laughs> friend's cousin, they had their, they had testicle swelling. Yeah, and so understandable. Do your research and don't get bullied. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I loved about, like, her. And then she said, like, what did she say? She was like, um, what did she say? She was like, don't you I had COVID for a week and it was terrible do you know what it's like to have a baby and not be able to kiss him for a whole week and I'm like I know and why are you putting this on me I no I don't and I'm sorry that that happened to you but like stop this is a little manipulative of you but it's yeah it's fine whatever I also love that the next day there was like the White House reaches out to Nicki Minaj to <laughs> For a conversation wants, about her vaccine hesitancy. She wants the moment that Kim Kardashian had in the White House. Remember when Kim went to the White House to oh, say... Oh, yeah. She, I think Nikki wants a like White House moment. and Yep, that's what this is all about, I'm sure. And you know what? I've heard from some political commentators that I listen to that they're like, I think it would be good for the country if Nicki Minaj went to the White House. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I think it will be really good... For vaccine hesitancy. And I'm like, oh, are you listening to the words coming out of your mouth? It's all insanity. Yeah. No one's listening. No one's, no one's listening. listening. Yeah. I, yeah. I've gotten to this point where, like, I've decided that my tactic, I just have to start laughing at people. Yeah. I just yeah. have to start laughing in people's faces because I'm like, and then the only response you can have when you laugh in someone's face is, why are you laughing at me? <laughs> And then, and then I would have to respond with like, "Did you just hear yourself?" Yeah. And then hopefully I can like force some critical thinking, like because I can't do I can't I do it anymore. I'm like out here using all these smart ass words, out here trying to talk to these people I that know. have no idea what's happening. I know, no, yeah, and yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty grim. It's pretty grim. It feels like we're in the wrap up stage of humanity like we're kind of wrapping up <laughs> like how long is the wrap up I like i almost know. just 
that's the thing. Wanted to just speed up. That's right. what I wanted but to do. But then what does that happen? Like, are we going to, is the whole earth going to explode? I mean, uh, I think it will be slower than we think, but I don't know. These, these, I can't, this climate change. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's talk about it, okay? Because, like, what? Brad, I don't know if you know, but in our hometown of Omaha, Nebraska, yeah. we have had two major water situations mm-hmm. <laughs> like like it, on July 9th my birthday shout out there was hurricane there were hurricane level winds right. and rain in Omaha Nebraska um and then a month later we had flooding yeah. flooding that took cars away flooding that almost drowned people in an elevator so downtown the, the the storm that shut the whole city's power down in Omaha that that, that was, was in July from the flooding. Yes. Jeez. There were two. Jeez. And like, and I'm like, I'm like, I totally hear you, Hurricane Ida, <laughs> destroyed everything. But the fact that no one is discussing no. the fact that Omaha, Nebraska, yeah. is trying to float away yeah. to a place that doesn't exist, <laughs> yeah, is wild. This to is me. the thing. Midwestern climate change things don't get any sort of traction. They really don't because they're not exciting enough to the media. I'm sorry. This is just the truth. I'm terribly sorry for everyone who had to suffer through that. Do you think, though, that it's that it's not exciting enough or that they realize that if they told people about that, that people would really realize Mm -hmm. that we're in shit and that it's not going to get better? I wish that the majority of the public was that smart. But I don't think they are that they would say see that and they'd just be like, I don't understand. Why is it flooding in Nebraska? I'm not going to connect that to climate change, but I am confused. Like, I think that's what they would think. A lot of people would, unfortunately. And, or they would. Or they would say, we've had enough. We don't want Omaha, Nebraska to sink <laughs> We cannot let the city of yeah. Omaha waste away like this. <laughs> we can't have Omaha turning into Venice. <laughs> there's no way. Do I'm... they even have boats? Yeah, there's no canal system set up. The old market. <laughs> they just do not have the yeah, infrastructure yeah. for that. <laughs> With the, yeah, what infrastructure? We know. Yeah, <laughs> we're aware. Are you sad oh, to leave? Are you excited to go to Kansas City? Which is kind of like... Oh, no, I'm now. excited. I'm excited. I think it's going to be good to get out of Omaha for a little bit. Um, I love Kansas City. I mean, it's City. not Yeah, it's not like I'm going far. Kansas City's great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be in a new environment for a bit. I've been in Omaha for a long time again now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot has happened um, to to me and around me since I've been in Omaha. This is true for this time. This is true. Um, almost a year. Oh I've been God. back for almost a whole year. Isn't that crazy? That is kind of crazy. You're there. You've been there for um, a year. So I think getting out of here, taking a little break, poo, yep. hanging out in Kansas City. I think that'll be that'll be good for me. Kansas City is cool. It's very beautiful. It's cool. It's like Des Moines yeah. and and um. Uh, Omaha had a baby, or it's like the cousin. It's like the cool cousin of those two cities. It's like a little cooler, but like it also looks up to Minneapolis as like its role model. That's how <laughs> I feel about it. Is there a river that goes through that city? Yes, 
And on one side is Missouri. Don't ask me which one. And one side is Kansas. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's probably the Missouri so, River. It's probably. It could be. But those rivers are tricky. They are. You, yeah. Some people will be like, this is the... Yeah. In, like, Minneapolis, people get, like, a little... What's that one that's, like... I don't know. It's, like, the fancier offshoot of the Mississippi. St. Croix. Like, this isn't the Mississippi. It's the St. Croix River. All right. Sorry. The people of Minneapolis know their water. They sure do. Um, Minnesotans do you know miss their Minneapolis? water. I really like Minneapolis. I just went back there. I just went back there. I went for a wedding. Oh, I'm going um, for a wedding in October. Shut up. Yeah, it's a lesbian wedding. It's my first gay wedding. Yeah. Whoa. Uh-huh. You know, I also have never been to a gay wedding. Yeah, I know. Do you think it's going to be different? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think it will be less... It'll either be way less stressful or so much more stressful for some reason. I'm guessing it won't be stressful because I always ha- I get really stressed out by weddings in general, going to them. Even I, even if you're attending? Yeah, oh. yes. I know I've never had a wedding um, well, for me. <laughs> that, yeah, that checks out. That checks out. <laughs> yeah, of all my weddings that I've been... <laughs> The, the I've been super stressed. The five, um, the five the different five times, different times, five different lives. To the same man over and over, we just keep getting married five times. But the that's gay love. That is gay love, and that's why I don't think you see as many gay weddings because they're like, we, this is gonna be too much. We'll get divorced within seven months, and then we'll get married again, and it's just not. Let's just. That's in this age. Before, you know why right. we couldn't get married because we weren't citizens technically, or we weren't right. people. We're still barely. I mean, yeah. I'm still kind of like not a citizen. I'm like right. borderline citizen. Right. Yes, this is true. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> borderline, borderline citizen. Yeah, but the thing, I and th- not like the ones coming from Haiti. That's because even the, like. Yeah, weird. Yeah. What a terrible thing that's happening right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. All of that is terrible. I mean, it's dark. I mean, let's. I, the thing I was like, I, the things I don't want to talk about, I'm like, let's not touch Afghanistan. Let's not touch <laughs> Texas. Let's not, like, oh, this. Oh, do, like, what? It's like, no. I don't have any. I don't have any no. energy for it. It's too heavy. You know what? What's really interesting about it, though, like kind of in like an all-encompassing, like kind mm-hmm. of interesting kind of topic. Kind of, yeah. I mean, we went from four years of having. I mean, outside of the COVID, which like even still, somehow in a pandemic, we still just talked about the idiocracy mm-hmm. of the the former president, right. and that's what the topics was. As soon as he was gone, as soon as he was gone, <laughs> we went back to the same yeah. three arguments. Yeah. The same exact three. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot that this is what yes. we talk about all the time. That is so true. Like the border, Afghanistan, yep. and abortion. Yes. Like like clockwork. We went back instantly. It was. It's like the the old regime, the old guard, which is definitely Biden. Like he is him. You could. I mean, him and Bush are essentially pretty much similar. Like they're of the yes. same time. They may have different whatever, but like they yeah. are of the same crowd. But they're right. like, yeah, they just were like, let's get back on that. That was an episode. That was a weird episode. That was a weird season. 
of the show. We, we experimented. We took some, <laughs> some artistic license with that season. We learned a lot. <laughs> you imagine this, like, like there's a showrunner. Like, yeah, yeah, Washington, yeah. D.C. has a showrunner. For those that may not know, a showrunner is the lead writer mm-hmm. on a TV series. Like Tina Fey for 30 Rock, if you need yes. an example. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, like, there's, like, somebody that's like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. So... Like <laughs> season twenty sixteen through twenty twenty, what a great what, twist! One no saw it coming. Yeah, they never thought it could happen, but it did, and we nailed it. They're like, how much? How much can we move those lines? Like, I would. I think it would be incredible if Hillary could win the popular vote by a landslide. Yeah, yeah. But then we still end up in in the tragedy, and I want us to call it. Like, before we're even done counting, so she can just keep getting more votes so it makes even less sense days after. Yeah. Just really confuse everyone. I mean, just throw them into the... That is crazy. I I forget that that was part of it. I just forget. Because it is. They just were like, well, let's, like, remember that great drama we spun in 2000 with the with the recall and the Florida and the, the even, this is the same playbook, but then they were like, let's add a really entertaining character to it, which is Donald Trump. Cause Bush was boring. And then this past time it was like reading rainbow version. Like it was like everyone yeah. on the channels was very excited about telling you how it worked. Right. Um, how did it, how did it feel to be in the most contested territory oh my God. during that time? Um, and is there and is there still a recount happening in Arizona at this moment? Do you know? Maybe in some guy's basement who makes a podcast about the recount, who's like a <laughs> you know like a hardcore libertarian QAnon, like ex QAnon is moving on to whatever the next thing is for QAnon. Like that guy, yeah, I think so. But I think like like what are we gonna gain? What do you want? What do you want? Like. <laughs> And here's the well, thing. and we're so far in at this point that right. I'm like, at this point, you just gotta like, you gotta wait, ta- let it go, just let it go. You gotta let it go, and just even if it was wrong, which it wasn't, right? Um, <laughs> you just gotta let it go. And it's like, yeah, that we did, we let it go, we let you have your turn, we let you go when it the was house. very wrong. Yeah, like we like we continued wrong. to watch, and we're just like, well, that's the system. <laughs> That's just how it works. <laughs> that's how they like to play. They like to play this way. And that is not and okay, and that's to not be clear. I don't should, that's not I don't know where I stand. Done. I don't like I don't know if I'm on anyone's side really cuz no one's really on my side. Right, so right. when I say we, I guess I'm talking like sure. at this point I feel like I'm in some winning seat, I guess. And I think we're both on the same page. Yes, yes, we are. But but yes, we did. Like we were like that's the system mm-hmm. like we know that the popular vote, like, it's, you know, this is what happened with Andrew Jackson, too. Right. So. As long as you let us be, like, crazy mad the whole time that he's in that house. Like, let us just be insanely angry at him all the time. Well, I mean, and he gave us, like... So much. Plenty of reason. So much. I forget. Plenty like, of reason. We are. This is the sleep. This is the nap time. We're in a nap time. At least for us. Because my conservative family members are... They are in the place that I was during Trump time. Like, they're freaking out about every little thing. They're following the news way closer than I am, which is bad. I should be following the news um, just as much as I was. But also, I also would say to them, no, stop following the news. 
stuff. Well, because you know what, because you know what they're talking about now. Like when 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 Homeboy was in office, <laughs> like you just never knew what he was going to be saying, mm-hmm. and and it's not even just what he was saying. It's that like and Homeboy, you mean Trump? Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. For, yes. To be clear to the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But he was, he, he was able to say something ridiculous, and then it would happen. Right. Like, like the travel ban. Remember that mm-hmm. one time when there were literally like people stuck at the airport, mm-hmm. and I was like, "How did he make that happen in three seconds?" Right. I'm like, literally anything that anyone has ever wanted the government to do, we have been told to wait. And this man has got an office, and for some reason. Right. He says a thing and it happens. it happens. And so it was literally like no one had time to like. Right. Like because there was actual news. Well, there was actual news there, all the time. He got in. If it's a boat, he got in and he just started taking the steering wheel and steering like crazy. Biden has got in and is just holding well, the steering wheel. But what wheel. happened to all the bureaucracy? Like right. that's, that's what was confusing to me is I was like what. We have always been told patience, patience, patience. Mm-hmm. These things take mm-hmm. time. This motherfucker just proved that it doesn't take much time at all to get anything done. He has ruined everything in three seconds. Yeah. It just, no, you can do anything if you're in there. You really can. Absolute power. It is. It's the truth. And anyone who is in there and isn't using that power, you're almost like you're a puppet. You must be a puppet. Like the fact, I mean, don't we have like all the majority, couldn't we be passing like crazy progressive legislature but we're not oh, yeah. because I mean we have the house we have that we have all the and we're well just we're, not... we're everybody's doing this like we're trying to be bipartisan we yeah. need to get back to a it's place everyone has forgotten that we've never agreed with each other right <laughs> like everyone has forgotten that like yes y'all were friends on the floor that's because you was all white and men right. <laughs> and, so, and so you always talk to each other like yes we know you made backdoor deals but everyone's forgetting that there has never been a time in the, there can never be a time in a situation where there are only two parties fighting each other right. that there will ever be agreeance. That's not a thing. Right. Did you like, hear? Everybody's like, I miss the time when we can <laughs> agree to disagree. Well, that means that we're still disagreeing. Right. Like so, so, so there's, there's never a been problem. a time where this this kumbaya thing that y'all are talking about has never existed agree so to disagree is very like midwestern and very it is a white that's a white thing yes it, agreeing to disagree is a like weird thing that is it's born out of the church i think like <laughs> something about it feels protestant the agree to disagree <laughs> sure things like it's not because it's this thing you say to someone when they're telling you that God doesn't exist. I think that's really what... That's probably the first time someone ever said it. Was Right. When someone was like, well, I don't think God really exists. And I, well, I agree to disagree. Because he does. <laughs> like, <laughs> but... We, I mean, I, I, that's not how I feel, but... Well, okay, so I had this really interesting conversation, actually, about God and his existence. Oh, yeah, you were talking about that earlier, yeah. I was. So, mm-hmm. it's... I... I think that when people talk about God, there's this weird, like, omnipresent thing that's, like, watching you. It's like Santa Claus. Um, you froze, I don't think that's you froze true. for a second. You fo- froze oh, for a second. Okay, God, you God froze intervened. No. <laughs> Are you here, God? I'm, yeah, I'm here. No, I was just saying, I think that when people talk about God, they talk about this, like, omnipresent thing that's like floating in space it's like watching it's like Santa Claus like people are like he sees you 
Um, but I don't, I don't think that that, I believe that there were a lot of things that happened across the time mm-hmm. that people documented, like a flood. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a really cool dude that had a name something like Jesus that was right. doing dope shit. Some that guy. people were writing about it. Um, right. And I think that God exists in like things like music mm-hmm. um, and like happenstance. Mm-hmm. For example, I went to this wedding in Minneapolis and I was like, I'm poor. I'm a freelancer. I'm in between gigs. I have no money. I can't make it to this wedding. And my friend was like, I want you to come to this wedding, ride with my family. Here, here I'm connect you with them. And then I want you to, uh, you can stay in my apartment. Like, we won't be there. We're going to be at a hotel. Like, I'll put the keys in the grill. Like, really took care of me. And then, like, there was a a shuttle that was going from the hotel in St. Paul to this wedding, which was in Hastings, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I'm going to Uber to the shuttle, I guess, and blah, blah, blah. So I had a friend, and I was like, hey, let's hang out before this wedding because it's in the afternoon. And she was like, well, where where do you have to go to the shuttle? I was like, oh, St. Paul. (laughs) She's like, where in St. Paul? And I was like, oh, the inner in something hotel. And she's like, on Kellogg Boulevard? And I was like, yeah. She was like, I live on Kellogg Boulevard. She was like a four-minute walk from this place. And then I could stay there. I could, yeah. like, walk through the shuttle. Like, moments like that, I'm like, thanks, whoever you are. Yes. Like, <laughs> for, for, like, making for making this thing happen. Um, I like think God is That's more, where God exists yes. for me, you know? God is more, I think the closest thing we as humans have made to God is these these algorithms. That's what God is. Mm. I think God is just maybe not so sentient, but is like putting th- there's something that's out there, yeah, putting things together, making yeah, like well, he he's staying at that hotel and she lives so we'll make them meet and then it's be good. <laughs> okay, and, we'll put that we'll put but, that in there. Yeah. But then you think about all the bad God's things. God's like an actuary. Yeah. It's like has an abacus. He's like, huh. <laughs> an <Okay>. abacus. <laughs> I love I love abacus. Any joke that involves an abacus is very fun. That is a hilarious. It's gonna prop. kill. Yeah, it's gonna kill. It's a good prop. <laughs> you come out doing anything with an abacus, I'm gonna laugh. Um, but then it begs the question of okay, so if God is some sort of algorithm that just gets you from point A to point B in a convenient way. He must be fucking up a lot too. That algorithm's not that good because some shit it's not, really it's not goes perfect. wrong. Really goes. It's wrong. not perfect. Mm-hmm. People should not almost die from drowning in elevators in Omaha, Nebraska. Right, right. That's insane. Did they sue? Did they get any sort of <laughs> like what? Did, are, how are those people? I mean, sue who? Earth. Right. Like for, for raining. We'll sue the elevator company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure the elevator company was like banking on the right. ocean to be in the bottom floor of that building right. in Omaha, Nebraska. I mean, I yeah. I'm I sh- mean, did anyone get sued for the Titanic? Because that that's a that's suing situation. A suing situation. It's like because they did promise. They said this is unsinkable. <laughs> this is like a. Really I mean, it was until they ran into the iceberg. <laughs> They weren't even like, that's the part of that people were like people were like that ship was supposed to be unsinkable yeah. and I'm like yeah but it also wasn't supposed to get gashed by an iceberg like, but I don't think they were trying to miss them I think they were pretty bold no. and they were just like I, we can do anything in this ship yeah they were like we'll stay the course right now they killed all those people oh, they did they did this is a question similar I mean speaking of tragedies did do you have any 
9-11 reflections? Anything you'd like to share? Is that too much for the first episode? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I mean, we're in it now. In like, it here now. we are. I've asked the question. <laughs> you know, it, what was wild to me is, like, it's been 20 years. Yeah. That's crazy. Yes. I remember exactly where I was. Yeah, me too. I was at school. I remember that I was in... I was in third grade at the time, but I've always been a little genius, and so I was in a fifth grade reading class. Damn. And so we were sitting, and our teacher, we talked about it. I remember we talked about it in depth, and like something that always stuck with me from that conversation, I don't remember all of it, of course, because I was eight, but something that stuck with me from that conversation was, was, she made this point. She was like, you know, sometimes people will do things for their faith Mm. even if they don't want to do it even if they don't think that it's something that they should do like it's their faith will make them do it and I think that that's maybe something that we're what we might be seeing today and I was like I'm eight (laughs) (laughs) but I remember that I remember that to this day. Yeah. Do you remember where were you? You were you were I, younger than me. You were like six. Yeah, I was young. I was being homeschooled still at the time. As this is a thing you must all know about me that I was homeschooled from like until fourth grade. I was homeschooled. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, that's that's the like most Nebraskan thing about me. The most like I love learning that with our listeners. Yeah, that's exciting to yeah, me. Yeah, it's a vulnerable moment for all of us. Um. <laughs> But I was so, we didn't, you know, we weren't really doing school. We were, today, that day was a birthday party. Because that's what you do when you're in homeschool. You do a couple of worksheets, and then your mom tells you about, you know, this is what a hill is. And then you go putt-putt golf for someone's birthday. And so, <laughs> I was at my friend, best friend, best homeschool friend, Johnny. And uh, we were at putt-putt golf. And I, well, first I remember waking up and my mom just being like out of her mind, like what, what's going on? And I woke up and came into her room right as the second plane hit the tower. Mm-hmm. And I saw that and was just kind of like, <laughs> like, whoa, okay, it's 9am. Um, that's yeah. what I'm seeing. And I'm kind of just confused. And then we went putt-putt golfing and the most, the thing that seared it into my mind was that we saw Air Force One flying above us because wow. they came to Nebraska. Yeah. They came to Nebraska. And that was like my, we were all putt-putt golfing. Like, is there anything more American than this happening? You're putt-putt golfing during 9-11 and Air Force One flies over you and you live in Nebraska. This is what, (laughs) this, yeah, this is Manifest Destiny. Like that. You are the American dream. (laughs) It's so gross. And I'm I'm homeschooled. I'm homeschooled. (laughs) (laughs) That's so that's yeah, that's where I was. And you know, I've always like I've always wa- like I would always every once in a while I'll like review 9/11. Like I'll go and like watch videos and get up to date on mm-hmm. all the facts and and I've kind of dropped off on that recently cuz I'm kind of like I think I processed it and I think I've I understand it. But now it seems like now we're really getting into the media really wants you to Yeah, know. there were like 15 911 oh. documentaries that came out like Hulu produced one uh-huh. your faves Hulu they produced one the best the best <laughs> I'm sure theirs is the best I just think and this is something I've heard that they, so the 
I think the HBO one, which was Spike Lee, he had 30 mm. minutes in it that was kind of questioning some things, you know? Mm-hmm. And they took it out. And Of course. Of course. Of course. Because, and that's why I'm like, I don't need to watch these. There's no... We know the narrative. And this is the narrative. And that's probably all we should say, because we're going to put this on YouTube, and we don't want to be, uh, you know... Correct. So, Correct. you know, stick with the narrative. <laughs> Good for you, Spike. Good for you. Yeah, thank you for attempting to put that out in the world. Right, and you tried. Um, and, you know, if if you want to understand the narrative that we're speaking about, there are a lot of our neighbors on YouTube that have taken deep dives. Deep so dives. They'll just probably, take some dives with them. They'll probably get suggested in the autoplay. <laughs> <laughs> right after this. Jeez. I mean. I mean. It's just, it's wild. It, it is. The 20 year mark is kind of crazy. And I've been kind of like, this is, yeah, this is going to be a big one. And it was, but it also wasn't at the same time. It's like, yeah. So no. kids don't know. There are kids. That no, don't. they have no idea. There are people that weren't yeah. even born. Brad, how does it make you feel that we sound like every person that we've made fun of for our entire lives when we talk about our age? Yeah, it's true. Which is, you become this. This is what's so silly about, it's the folly of young generations. They just think they're the shit. And then it's like, it's like Madonna. You see Madonna now and you're like, you're so embarrassing. You're so (laughs) old and embarrassing. And like, we do need to forget that you existed. Like, she was the cool shit. And we're not always going to, you're not going to be the cool shit. That's what I'll say. That's my advice to Gen Z. That's our advice to Gen Z. Yeah. You're not always gonna be Gen the Z. Cool shit. You'll always be Gen Z, but you all, you won't. There's gonna be Gen Alpha, and they're gonna be insane. The next generation's gonna be an insane group of individuals. I ha- I know this. Oh, I'm a little concerned. I know, cause cause I am too. Not for my well being, but like I'm gonna. They're gonna confuse me. I they'll get. They're gonna be even more mean to me than Gen Z. And we're not even old. We're not geriatric millennials. We're not. We're, we're not. not. We're like we're young millennials. We we're are. like on the we're on the fresh side of millennials. I know, and that's kind of the hardest place to be because you're kind of like, oh, yeah. are you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of you are annoying. Right. Gen Z, older millennials. I mean, I understand the millennial backlash. There, we're awful. <laughs> when I heard like Gen Z making fun of millennials, I was like, finally felt seen for once because I was like, oh, so it's my generation that I hate. Like, I just don't <laughs> like any of these people I've been around for so long. Because, yeah, yeah, you know. But it's okay to be millennial, whatever. It's, it is it's fine. It is. I mean, it's just it's just a moniker, you know. Right. You only, you're only as much of a millennial as you let the world tell you you are, you know. This is true. This is true. What do you think is your most millennial trait, if you have one? Oh. That's a good question. And then what do you think is your most like, oh, I'm actually kind of cool and young and Gen Z-ish in this way? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've recently picked up TikTok, which I can't tell if that's a Gen Z thing anymore or if it is more of a millennial thing. Like We kind of, yeah, people, they took it over we've, a little bit. It's kind of monopolized, so. Yeah. I mean, and not just picked up, like, I've been on there for a while, but I'm more of a... You're an observer. More of a browser. I'm an observer, but I'm trying to use it now to, like, you know, 
make some more short form content. Right. I'm trying to ex- explore, you know, what I'm doing. Right. Um, so that's, I guess that's, that's, that's a your, pretty Gen Z quality. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or is that millennial? Can that cover both? I think that covers both. That might be both of them. Yeah. <laughs> the TikTok is, it does seem like it's, I can't tell if it's going through waves. People keep saying it's going to be over and I'm like, you guys, this thing is going to be around. Facebook's not over. Like people no. go, I had, so I took this social media break and I'm still on it and, but I will promote this piece of art that we're making but the, I, I went on Facebook right before I was like I'm getting rid of all these things I'm, I'm leaving and I put a new profile picture up and it was a picture of me with a filter of tattoos on my face oh like yes face yes. tattoos on my face and I thought it was pretty funny and it's hilarious yeah, you look great thank you and people lost their minds people thought I had actually done that I mean, it's a. Uh, it says a lot about how far we've come techno- technologically that people really believe that I did that. My, one of my grandparents thought about taking me out of their inheritance. Oh, they no. thought that I went off the deep end. They were like, I want to give Bradley's inheritance to his brother so he can. Because um, I think he's maybe gone off the deep end and I want someone to manage those. Let me tell you, the drama of white families like do you know what is never gonna happen to me my grandma is what inheritance i ain't inherited nothing well that's how bullshit. i felt too i was like what inheritance i don't what are you talking about <laughs> like what I, it got me a little excited that was an actual conversation that's amazing yeah it's it's and it's absurd and my grandma my other grandma on my other side just messaged me on she just messaged me on facebook and was like seriously that's all she said <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> you, oh man! Yeah. Well, they just—they just care a lot, Brad. They do care a lot, and it was a beautiful thing. And <laughs> they just want to make sure that you don't have face tattoos. Yeah, and I'm—I'm I'm like, that's hilarious. That's the limit. Like, you're fine with me being gay, but face tattoos, which I understand. Well, they, well, they thought they escaped the face tattoos because you were gay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That I'd have. Like, well, he's never getting face tattoos because that's not something gay people do, as far as no. I know. I don't think I've never seen a gay man with face tattoos. There, there has, there to, has be. to be. Yes, there there's are. no way there's not at least right. And they like have OnlyFans, and they're probably pr- really cool. And I have yeah. no problem with face tattoos if you can pull it no. off. I, you know, it's not the look. It's not it the just look. seems so painful. Yeah, that's the thing. I'll tell you this: I've been really loving. I think the the lower. Th- thigh front thigh tattoo that's been happening oh is that your thing right now you like that i like that it's i feel a little gross that i like it but i also like it it's and guys are wearing these short shorts and so half of the tattoo shows yeah i like that okay how do you feel about that you know i think i'm i don't i mean i just think that tattoos are cool wherever they exist okay um, I do like a good, strong calf tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that means you have to keep up your calves. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't let your calves go. That's how I feel about sleeve tattoo. tattoos, because I think a sleeve, there's something about a sleeve that really, like, yeah, twirls my tattoo. I just think that anyone that can sit and get stabbed repeatedly yes. Yes. to be injected with ink that yes. will live on you forever... Um, like I celebrate you wherever you got that done. <laughs> celebrate you, because I can't. I don't think I can do it. No. I don't think I can do it. Yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to. And I don't want anything. Like if I ever wanted something, I might do it. But right. I, there's nothing that it's like. 
I mean, I'm never getting a tattoo because I know I won't get my inheritance. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> oh, maybe a, I don't know, a, a lawnmower. His old lawnmower. He's got a good old lawnmower, my grandpa. It might be a house. Like, you could, might get a whole, oh you could get a whole house. In Nebraska. In Bennington. Yeah, like that happens. Oh, Bennington. Yeah. I lived over there for a little bit. You did? Wait. No, that's not. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about something. Wait, Bennington is like, is that where that Walmart is? No, that's Irvington. <laughs> Never mind. Bennington is like out there. Like it's in like the a whole fields. other place. It's like yeah, I don't do, I don't do the fields no. anymore. <laughs> that's not not the fields are not for me. <laughs> Good. That's... <laughs> oh man, that was a good one. Good for you. Well, Brad, do you have parting words for the people? Thank you, thank you for listening. Um, you know, that's all I have for now. <laughs> I mean, I feel great about this. This felt good. I feel like we touched some territory. We we've uh, felt felt it out. Like what? What do we? We planted about? some seeds. We planted they some kept, seeds. We're talking about a lot of things. We got some topics in. They got to know us a little bit. What do you? Do you have any parting words? Um, I'm I'm just gonna say all the boring stuff. I'm gonna say if you like what you heard, and I know you did, yep. subscribe on YouTube. Yep. Subscribe on SoundCloud. SoundCloud's where it's at. Share with your friends. And listen, um, the good thing about SoundCloud because we're not on Spotify, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, and you can lock your phone. This is the thing: you can't lock oh, your yeah. phone and listen to us on YouTube, but you can lock your phone and listen on SoundCloud. So absolutely, that's something. But also, you know, if you're working right. and you're like, oh, I can go on YouTube now and put this thing on and listen mm-hmm, in the background. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure that our soothing voices are exactly what you need totally. to get through your midday slump. We're just, yeah, midday slump. This is a midday slump kind of podcast. That's truly the... <laughs> that's our tagline yeah. now. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Okay. Yes, like and subscribe, please. Please. Yeah. Oh, and if you... Okay, so this is quarterly, right? We should explain a little mm-hmm. bit of how it's yeah, going to work. The... We'll show up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so in between then, <laughs> if you're so inclined and you're like, wow, here are some things that I would love Brad and Nick to maybe talk about. Yeah. You can literally email us. Yeah, hit us up. Straight talk with gay men yep. at gmail.com. Oh my God. <laughs> this is good yeah that's good this is good this is so good. yes drop us a line folks let us know what line. you want us to possibly talk about or message me or him on um uh, yeah instagram. Hit us on instagram hit us yeah. up like if a cultural thing happens and you want to hear us what we have to say about it and we might even talk to you irl like right the... we're not that famous yet so right. we're still <laughs> we're still among you all we are. We're not at the Met Gala. Yeah. We're not there. Someday. If it continues. I feel like they might cancel it. This is forever? Like, you think it's going to be over may, forever? Yeah. Because you know someone's type of, I have seen the Instagram infographic that literally said abolish the Met Gala. So it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Or maybe next year it'll just all be like militant. Yeah. Like... A, against the Met Gala, right. but it'll at the Met Gala, look where... like a North Korea like missile march. Like that's where. It'll be. <laughs> oh man, that's what we should that's end good. on. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's okay. what we're ending on. Thank you all.
<laughs> okay, we're stopping recording now. Okay. Here we go. How'd that feel? 